0: A leper came to Jesus and, kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter any town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him. From everywhere. The gospel of the Lord. As a young priest from 1991 to 1997, I worked at St. Luke Institute, which is a psychiatric facility in Washington, D.C. I said I worked. I was not a patient. (laughs) St. Luke is a unique place in that its clientele are priests and religious, some of them from other parts of the globe. Their mission is to provide healing to religious and priests, Struggling with behavioral and emotional problems. And their motto has remained the same. It reads, because compassion is a gift. I find myself thinking about that motto as I read our gospel for this weekend. For we are told that when the leper asks for healing, Jesus moved with pity stretched out his hand and touched him. In essence, he was moved with great compassion for the leper because he understood his great suffering. In the time of Jesus, lepers were forced to live outside the community. As we heard in our first reading, they were to tear their clothes, keep their heads bare, and cover their faces. In addition, they were to keep four cubits from others. Interestingly, four cubits is about six feet. Those restrictions are a bit more real for me as we continue our way through the pandemic. You know, it's very evident throughout the Gospels that Jesus taught his followers many things. He taught them about forgiveness About caring for others in need, most importantly, about love. But I think he also taught his disciples about the importance of compassion. In the Gospel of Luke, he even states, Be compassionate as your heavenly Father is compassionate. As I thought about all that, I found myself asking, What does that look like? What does that mean? I think foremost, compassion is rooted in another word. It's rooted in the word empathy, which for me means truly seeing not only Christ, but myself in those I encounter. In a very real way, it means recognizing that each of us, we are all far more alike than we are different. Yes, we all bleed We all know joys and we know sorrows. We all have difficulties and worries. At times, we get mad or we get hurt. We do things at times we're embarrassed about or we're even ashamed of. Each of us, we want to be successful and appreciated. And perhaps most importantly, deep within, we all want to know we are loved. However, it seems at times we can think of others as somehow being totally different than ourselves, especially those people we find difficult or those people we find ourselves in conflict with. This kind of thinking is at the root of prejudice and harsh judgment. And when this kind of thinking is taken to an extreme, well, we know where it leads it leads to hate. And isn't that what we've seen in the Ku Klux Klan or in the Nazism of Hitler? Personally, I'm concerned that this kind of thinking and hate, well, it seems to be growing exponentially in our country and, I believe, in our world. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the great Protestant theologian, believe that we must recognize that the same seeds of violence we see in those who murder or injure also lie within each of us. He could see that the root feelings and impulses of that violence, well, they're in all of us. And gratefully, through God's grace, you and I, well, we do not act on them. Father Henry Nowen, the spiritual writer and guide, also shared a very similar kind of belief. He wrote, seemingly, we all participate to a greater or lesser degree in all of the forms of human brokenness. Neither greed nor anger, neither lust nor resentment, neither frivolity nor jealousy are completely absent from any of us. There is no offense, crime, or war That does not have its seeds in our own hearts. And all that being said, it's also important to remember that compassion does not excuse sinful behavior, nor does it dismiss the importance of being responsible and accountable for one's actions. Compassion is also about respect and kindness. You see, it invites us to look at how you and I treat one another. Compassion has very little room for backbiting and gossip. It has no room for anger that is expressed abusively, whether that be expressed emotionally or physically. As I thought about it, perhaps compassion is expressed best in living out the golden rule. You see, compassion calls us to treat others the way we wish to be treated. It seems to me we don't hear very much about that rule anymore. Perhaps in our preoccupation with individualism, we have somehow forgotten about the importance of how we treat one another. To my mind, if each and every one of us, myself most importantly, were just a little less self-focused, the world, my friends, would be a better place. And all the while, we must never forget that our God is truly compassionate. He is a God of mercy and surely a God of love, which means he continually showers us with kindness and with forgiveness. But let us remember... God's forgiveness and his kindness, they are not cheap grace. You see, they always require a response, and that response means taking responsibility for our behavior and then making a commitment, a commitment to grow and to be converted. Thus, as God forgives us and continually showers us with his love, he calls us, you and me, to work at being better and surely he calls us to treat one another with compassion. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible.